the time has come enough for the wait. Let's start previewing this weekend's game. First and foremost, the Saints are heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl. But should they be? As well as the Patriots, they're underdogs in Kansas City. Are they being disrespected? Plus, Kyler Murray enters the NFL draft. Sean Payton and Marcus Peters exchange some words. And could Antonio Brown be on his way to San Francisco? As well as Adam Gase going viral. It's a packed podcast. That starts right about now. What up, what up? Come on in, Sportsnix Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend. We have a loaded out Tuesday again. It is time to start previewing this this weekend's games. And let's waste no time. Let's get right to it. With two and a half minutes on the clock. New Orleans Saints, they are heavy. And I mean heavy favorites right now in Las Vegas to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs follow them, followed by the Patriots, followed by the Rams. And I'll just say this. I look at these and I look what Las Vegas is doing. And I was going to kind of make my own like top four in terms of who I thought had the best chances to win the Super Bowl right now. But they nailed it. They got this right. I would have the same exact order. Saints number one, Chiefs number two, Patriots three, Rams four. And let's go in that order. Backwards. Four, Rams are last because they're just so damn reliant on the run. And they have an overrated defense on top of it. But if their run game, running game does not get going, I mean, forget it. Forget it. And at this point, you're also talking about them having the worst quarterback by far left in the playoffs in Jared Goff. So they're number four. Patriots, to me, three seems right. You could argue in some ways they should be four. But holy hell, as the Chargers showed, not only are S's fans, but more importantly, teams are absolutely terrified of their experience. They're terrified of Tom Brady. They're terrified of Bill Belichick and their potential with a <laughs> the least talented roster left in the playoffs by far is a Super Bowl as crazy as that seems. Again, number two is the Chiefs. I, I think they're second. I think they're second. All right? They should, you know, you could argue they should be closer in terms of odd rankings to the Saints, but yeah, they're second, and they're a close second. Like, I'm feeling this team. I had my doubts. Chiefs fans called me out on it. Absolutely. Picked the Colts this past weekend. I'm not going to hide from it. But my goodness. Oh, any doubts I had? Patrick Mahomes, why he's balling out. Let's talk about if their defense performs the same way it did this weekend, then you really better watch out. So, yeah, they're number two. Number one to me, though, folks, is still the Saints. Like They're a heavy favorite for a reason. They should be. This team, at this point, even with the talent remaining among the other teams, should win the Super Bowl. Like, they've been the number one favorite in Las Vegas for weeks now. They should be it again right now. I know some people might be a little bit concerned after the way they played against the Eagles. I'm not. If anything, that gives me more confidence in them because good teams win games when they're not playing their best. So, I think Las Vegas has this one right. All right, three minutes on the clock. The New England Patriots right now are underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is huge news for multiple reasons. One, this would be the second time since 2007. 2007, the second time the Patriots are underdog in a playoff game. This just doesn't happen. And I'll just warn you of this. The Patriots, you know, they put the NFL on notice last week with what they did. 
Many people thought they could beat the Chargers for good reasons, and they destroyed them. It's a reminder of even a depleted Tom Brady and even a depleted Bill Belichick, arguably, is better than most teams. <laughs> and picking against the Patriots is so damn hard. Now, with that said, I will say this, though. I do think they should be underdogs. Now, mind you, if I'm the Chiefs, that terrifies me because I think the Patriots are good on their own. Never mind when you give them more motivation. But I think they should be underdogs. I think the Chiefs have the better quarterback right now. Their defenses are actually pretty even, which as Chiefs fans know, usually their defense has the disadvantage. Right now, I think both of these defenses are pretty even. They're playing at Arrowhead, a spot that has one of, if not the best fan bases in the NFL. Like I think they should be favored. Now, here's what scares me. Not only is it the New England Patriots, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean... <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is doing things that this franchise hasn't done since 1993. They're 1-6 at home in the playoffs since 1993. Despite the home field advantage and despite all the damn good teams they've had, Patrick Mahomes has only done it once. And while he was able to handle the pressure in the divisional round, good. You know, understandably so, some people are going to have doubts, including myself, about how he performs this round against Tom Brady and that pressure. Because even a veteran last week and Phillip Rivers couldn't do it. Now, if he does... Uh, yeah, it's time to start talking about this kid on a different level than we already were. But I do think they should be underdogs. But again, I I would be uh, <laughs> very worried about that if I was a Chiefs fan or quite frankly, anybody in the NFL. And as a reminder of why I said yesterday, Tom Brady saying, "Every I know everyone thinks we suck and can't win games. People thought that was ludicrous. It wasn't. He's dead on right. Like, obviously it's to an extreme, but He's dead on right. They've been doubted more than they have pretty much any other Patriots team in recent history. All right, let's get to this because I find this interesting. Three minutes on the clock. Kyler Murray declaring for the NFL draft. Obviously, for those who don't know, drafted by the Oakland A's, ninth overall, Heisman winner, now declaring for the NFL draft. First and foremost, baseball still has, I forget the exact, I think the exact time period is 48 to 72 hours. I think it's till Friday. Um, to try and convince him otherwise. But it doesn't look like he is. It doesn't look like he's going to play baseball, at least for now. And this is a disaster for baseball, first and foremost. Absolute disaster. To lose a star like this to the NFL that was drafted top 10 overall, that was set to be in the star in your league, it's a disaster. It's a disaster from their perspective. But from Kyler Murray's perspective, I think absolutely the right decision. I do. First and foremost, he should do this wherever his heart is. And the reports by Adam Schefter of ESPN is this is what he wants to do. And good for him. I also think it's the right decision just because a kid this talented who can be drafted top 10 overall possibly in two different sports should absolutely go and try and get what his and secure the back. And he can do that more in the NFL than he can in the MLB right now. And again, top 10 pick is what he could be projected at. That is something I do have a problem with, though. Because as much as I love myself some Kyler Murray and he's fun to watch, he's five foot ten or five foot nine, depending on where you look. So he's five foot ten in cleats is what that means. That'd be the smallest quarterback since Doug Flutie to be in the NFL. <laughs> Scouts reportedly love his athleticism. They better love his athleticism because his height is going to be a huge disadvantage. He's out here making Russell Wilson look tall. <laughs> That's hard to do. I also have the concern that he played Big 12 defenses, which 
For those who don't know college football all that well, uh, yeah, that's not a compliment to those Big 12 defenses. And he played behind one of, if not arguably, the best offensive line in the country at Oklahoma. And obviously a question is going to be, how does his body hold up in the NFL being five foot ten on a good day? So listen, by the way, I'll say this. A team should absolutely take a shot at him. Absolutely. Top 10, I don't know, but knowing quarterback in the NFL, somebody will. But yeah, somebody should take a shot at him. It'd be smart. They will. And I'm fascinated to see how this plays out. We'll see. I mean, he's definitely more talented than Lamar Jackson on paper, and Lamar Jackson has had some success. Who's, who's, so who's to say not? And I think with the way the NFL is going, by the way, 10 years ago, I would have said Kyler Murray had no shot. Now, I'm still doubtful, and I want to watch more tape on him, tape on him but who knows? Who knows? I think he could have a legitimate shot at a good career here. All right, let's put 90 seconds on the clock for this because, uh, yeah, this is going to be a storyline all week. Sean Payton and Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters is the quarterback of the LA Rams. Sean Payton, obviously the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, continue to exchange words after they already did what they played the first time this year. The first time they played this year, Sean Payton said they liked their matchup. He continues to talk a little bit. And after their win this past weekend, Marcus Peters responded back to Sean Payton. Here it is. One Tell Sean one. Payton, keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Fair enough. Yeah. Because I like what he was saying on the sidelines, too. So tell him to keep talking that shit, and I hope you see me soon. You feel me? And then we're going to have a good little, nice little bowl of gumbo together. Sounds good. Uh, so many things I love about that clip. That reporter at the end goes, yeah, sounds good. Also, while y'all get your gumbo ready, I'm, uh, I'm going to be over here and get my popcorn ready because I'm pumped for this. I am so pumped for this. In case y'all haven't noticed, between these comments and between the $225,000 motivation thing, Sean Payton's a different cat, all right? This, this dude's a little bit different. And you want to talk about a little bit of, you know, different dude? Let's talk about Marcus Peters because, boy, is he talented. I mean, my Lord, is this dude talented. Uh, yeah, but he's been a little bit off the rails since college when he punched one of his coaches and even in his time in the NFL. Not the major, but some just things that, you know, a little bit unorthodox. We'll say that in a nice way. I'm pumped for to see how this goes down because if anybody can exploit him, like they did the last time, it's Sean Payton. So we'll see. It's going to be a storyline all week, and I'm fascinated to see how that one plays out. Now, two minutes on the clock. Antonio Brown, according to Jerry Rice, wants to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I know some people are going to say, oh, well, of course Jerry Rice is going to say that. He's a San Francisco 49 Yeah, no, but listen. Antonio Brown posted on his own Instagram story that he was talking via FaceTime with Jerry Rice the other day. And now Jerry Rice says this. Like, maybe he's spinning it, but I doubt it. I believe this. There's also been some Twitter interaction and Twitter fans know what I'm talking about that could lead to Antonio Brown possibly going to San Francisco. Listen, this idea I love. I absolutely love because I think the 49ers via draft picks and other talented young players that they've drafted over the past couple years could get the Steelers a fair return and a return that the Steelers are happy with. And on the flip side, oh, oh, him in San Francisco. Excites me so damn much. Oh, George Kittle, Antonio Brown, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Oh, I want to see that. I do. That'd be fun. 
best tight end in the league that people haven't realized that yet, but he is. Best wide receiver in the league. Quarterback who's young and talented, coming off an injury, but still decent offensive line. They've yet to draft anybody. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I do. I do. Can't lie. I mean, I have no rooting interest in the NFL. I just want things to be interesting. And that, at the very least, I, don't, I mean, listen, there's some reasons to believe it might not work there. But that, at the very least, would be interesting. All right, let's wrap today up with this. Adam Gase going viral on social media after he was introduced as the New York Jets' new head coach because of, um, well, his eyes. You probably saw it. And I was going to say something about this, but then I saw this clip from Mike Francesa. For those who don't know, New York radio sports legend, who, well, could broke this down in only the way he could. Take a listen. Number two, I didn't notice this my whole life, and I don't know what it is, and I don't want to be offensive here. I don't know if you noticed it today, but what was going on with with uh, with Gase's eyes? I never saw, I never noticed that before. Well, I, I mean, I never met him before until today. Uh, I, I tell you the truth. Uh, his eyes, there's something with his eyes. I don't know exactly what it is. I, 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 it, it, did you see how his eyes, his, his something with his eyes? Well, maybe it was the lighting. I don't know what it was, but I never, I never noticed that on the sideline before. It could have been the lighting in the room. Who knows? I, you know, there were a lot of cameras. So I don't know I, what I, was I, going on with his eyes there, but I mean, I, I don't know what that was. I don't, I, I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. Neither do I. I said maybe it was his intensity because the I'm not sure. I I never seen that before. I never noticed it before. Now usually has a hat on, but I never noticed that before. But it was very odd. Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> did you notice there was something with his eyes? His eyes, his eyes, his eyes. Holy hell! Listen, I'm too mean to really be too or too nice to be too mean to this guy, but uh, that was a little bit bizarre. It was a lady. If you go watch his press conferences from Miami, there's definitely like something, but it's not like it's not that weird. Like that was bizarre. That was bizarre. It was bizarre. He looked like he saw some form of life that we hadn't seen yet. Or it looks like how I look at the damn mirror. Like, damn, my nose really that big? Huh? Okay, all right. Like, okay, all right. Uh, Hopefully he's not looking like that when he's coaching his team and see what his team's doing next year. That is the podcast. Uh, earlier today, the Sports and Nick show released, as always, on sportsandnick.com and the YouTube channel. Uh, listen, not happy to say this, but tomorrow will be an off day um, just because I'm having to do some training for a job and it goes 8 to 6, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and there's just no way I can uh, really get around that one. Um, so tomorrow will be an off day, but I will be back Thursday. So, again, thank you for the support, and I look forward to talking Thursday. Those matchups are getting closer. I'm getting pumped. We'll have some predictions by then. See ya.